You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, anybody killed a turkey yet? No. Wow, I keep hoping, wow, like... Wow. I keep trying. <laughs> I, 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 I All right, keep, podcast over. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> well, that was good. Um, We're really bad at it. Yeah. I, I, uh, try. I think we should rebrand this to, like... <laughs> Like incapable. <laughs> and this episode of the worst hunters ever. Yeah, it's like there's the okayest hunter podcast, and we'll be like the really bad hunters. Step podcast. it down. Yeah, yeah. undeniably <laughs> like, not good. We keep messing up. Now the incapables. That'd be a good. <laughs> I, I think you guys have some stories, but in high level, my story is we haven't seen any birds to shoot. So. Well, that, that also means you could be incapable because you don't know how to find. Well, I'm Derek's, Derek's, <laughs> Derek's my guide. Capable. He knows. He I'm knows what's kidding. going on. But I'm just kidding. It's I, been a weird season, season. Yeah. because, uh, yeah. and and maybe this is I've hunted turkeys just enough to know that maybe this is just how it goes. Because I, I swear, like half of my seasons, I'm like, this is a weird year for turkeys. But you expect because this is what everybody makes it look like, and all these people that are like, turkey hunting so easy. Uh, you go no. out, you call, they fly down from the roost, they come in, and you shoot them in the face. And that is not how it's gone for mm-hmm. me pretty much ever. Uh, I have had a rough season. I Last year, I didn't get a bird because we spent a lot of my hunting time with Chris, with the guy from Go Wild, mm. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot last season, and I actually had some really good interactions, but the the – Every tom I came in to contact with was with a real hen, and that's tough. Uh, this year, I've had jury duty, which has thrown off my morning hunt capability because it's like I had—I don't find out if I have to go in until the morning, the the um, the night before. Show up bloody in camo. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, so I don't find out if I get called into downtown the night before. So I don't want to reserve. Like, there's other people that hunt this property, and I don't want to take a day. And then find out last uh, minute I can't do it. Like I feel like that's yeah. rude. Don't you, don't you think it'd be worth like the government's like time to be like, okay, I'm gonna filter all these people in jury duty to all the people that have purchased hunting license for this amount of time? And be like, nope, because we already got their money I love over that. here. I love that, but this is the city of Louisville. Yeah, and they don't nah. care. True. Uh, but this is true. the, the w- I can't get started on inefficiencies in the jury duty process because I will go on for an hour. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Um, like why they can't just move the, the, if they had decisions on, if they were going to trial 24 hours earlier, they could say like the economic impact of that would be huge because mm-hmm. people could actually go to work instead of making 1250, which is what we get paid per day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. so yeah, it's like I have a bump for you. Yeah. Half of that's a stipend <laughs> for your parking. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the, so I haven't been, I've only been out four times. I think, mm-hmm. um, went out with my dad, I went out one day by myself and I got in under a roosted bird and he went the other side of the property. And then I've been out two evening hunts and I was going to tell you guys about my third hunt. Uh, cause I haven't told anybody, Dan's heard a brief version of this and I'll try to, I know Eric has a good story too. So I'm going to 
And what's funny is we haven't heard each other's stories. So I'm I'm like I heard some of yours the other day. Yeah, I heard only yours. only in that you were excitable. Only that me. I was screaming and yeah. everyone could hear me. Yes. Right. So uh-huh. there's that. Uh, but I <laughs> has so Brad turned down, turns down my microphone. I'm just gonna <laughs> mute Erica. No, I was actually turning you up. Um, <laughs> the so I I have hunted evening birds like maybe once, um, once or twice. Like I've always just done it in the mornings because if you, you know, from all the content, and everything you learn, like it seems like that's the time to do it. You know, yeah. get into the roost. Everybody talks about it, that's your best shot. Blah blah blah. And and you know, typically I've been told that birds get less vocal throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I posted on Go Wild. This is what I love about Go Wild. That morning, I said, "Hey, I'm going out for an evening hunt. Uh, I need tips on oh, what yeah. to do." I got like four or five paragraph long responses that were incredible. Like uh, I wish I had had it pulled up to uh, thank a couple guys. Mike Mike Larson gave me some advice and. Uh, I can't remember the other guys' names, but there were a couple other people that gave really solid feedback. Mm-hmm. You shared what Mike said with me and Derek, and yeah. we actually took that into practice too. Yeah. So it had like a it rolled chain forward reaction. Yeah, and that's that's well, that's how mentorship works, right? So I actually had texted Mike after that because he kind of he gave me some really good feedback, and I was asking about the decoy setup. Yeah. And Mike, um, and this made sense once once he said it. I was going to take a Jake and a Hen, um, my avian X's that I have. Uh, that and so I was going to take those out because they're the best-looking decoys I had. And me and my dad had a hunt. Uh, I'm pretty – well, not ruined. I'm pretty sure a hen got up on my busted decoy this mm. opening day, and she did not like it because it was one of those situations where it blew. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, She's like, why is that Jake so skinny, you know? Um, so she left on that day. So I, I my thought was to take my uh, hen and Jake. I didn't do that because Mike said, no, uh, they're they're – kind of tired after the end of the day they don't want to fight anymore mm-hmm. and, and i was like that makes sense because you don't rattle in the evenings they say on, on on rut you know the deer don't want to fight all day long they're exhausted you know imagine if all you did was uh fight and you know run miles mm-hmm. throughout the day you'd be exhausted too you don't you don't want to go like oh i hear somebody over there i gotta go start another fight before bed so yeah. so i i took mike's advice and i took two hens he said it doesn't really matter how you set them up just get them in there um he said the, the, the birds will come in low and then go high right before they go to the roost if, if they can, right? And so I did exactly that, and I was in there at like 4.30, and for two hours I would hear intermittent gobbling. And to, to the point of like, I'm like, okay, they're kind of more vocal than I thought they were going to be. And the uh, I didn't really hear any hens, but the bird the, as it hit like 6.30, um, I had a hen pop up. And, and she kind of walked around and didn't really like what she – like, she came up, inspected the decoys, and left. And then – so I'm seeing birds. I'm like, okay, this is good. I've got – you know, I think the sun's setting right here right now, like 830. Um, and I wasn't really sure because I haven't hunted them a whole lot or scouted a lot in the evenings. I usually just know where they are at this property I hunt, and it's been – consistent they're always back in this corner of the the property so i didn't know like exactly what time of the day they went up to roost it made sense that it was like at sunset or before it was kind of what i figured a few minutes before i'm texting mike a little bit and i told him i said dude i've got a gobbler who is going nuts this was like seven o'clock i said he is going nuts every 15 seconds he is hitting as if it's the morning and i'm texting mike and i'm like i 
I don't know if I can call him in. He's not, he's pretty far away. He's, but I, I had pulled out my Spartan Forge app, and you know he can do the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had measure. measured across from where I I could tell he was like across the field, mm-hmm. and I measured it, and it was like three hundred and some yards. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, that's a decent pull here in the evening. I don't know if I can get that bird. Mm-hmm. And um, he he is just hammering. And Mike's like, dude, you're not gonna be able to pull that bird because he's already decided where he's going to bed, and he's telling all the hens. And I'm like, okay, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Well. And I'm pretty sure it was the same bird. I can't say for sure, but I ended up did I I did get that bird in. Um, so what'd you do? So I'm I had yelped uh, again per all the instructions on Go Wild. They're like call intermittent, you know, every 15 minutes, maybe even every half hour. Oh, which takes like if if you I feel like most beginner caller or hunt, turkey hunters that's hard to do uh-huh. is to not call often. I've gotten a lot better about it. I just literally have a rule. I will look at my watch and I'm like I will not call again. I do this with deer hunting too. Like I. I purposely wear my watch when I hunt so that I can make myself not overcall because you can sit there and it feels like it's been 15 minutes. It's been four, uh-huh. you know? And so I was calling every 15 minutes, sometimes every even 30 or beyond. Like wow. as I was very infrequently calling and with, with like maybe around seven thirty or seven forty, um, the, the gobbling felt like it had gotten closer and it's hard to tell. I've learned that like, where they, if they turn their head away, it can sound totally different. Right. Um, and so I couldn't tell, but I I was like, it seems like it's getting closer. So I went to every 10 minutes and, and, and I had been sitting there and all of a sudden I hear a hen come in and Scott Ellis, uh, you know, talked about mimic what they're doing. She comes in like pretty loud. And so I just came back pretty loud, um, with my diaphragm and she cut me off. (gasps) And I was like, okay. Time this to get is, sassy, yeah, well, baby. Yeah, I was really excited because I'm like, now she she is going to come to me, right? Yeah. Remember he talked about the boss hen. He said yes. eight out of ten will not be a boss hen, but when you get a boss hen, you can you can get back and forth. She, she cuts me off, and she goes on a long yelp, and so I did it right back to her and cut her off. And, dude, it was like like raging cat fight at oh, that point. I mean, she was so excited. fired up. I, I have never had a bird more fired up than this hen was. What did it? Was did it you just see like, her? It, Sorry, it, uh, not at this point. Okay, uh, she was she when I first heard her. She's 150 yards away. Okay, about. Um, and it is it's just like yelping back and forth, like okay. real aggressive yelps. Um, and okay. I I can't really purr with the uh, diaphragm as well. Dude, that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And thankfully, I didn't. I couldn't because I ended up talking to Mike afterwards. And he, he was telling me, he's like, you don't want to purr if they can see the decoys because they only do that when they're actively fighting, mm. oh. and, which I learned in this exchange, though. So this this was the coolest – I mean, it ends poorly for me, but this was the coolest thing I've done, <laughs> turkey alert. hunting. Um, so I know we got another story. I'm going to try to condense this down. She comes in and we're back and forth. All this going back and forth. But as she's coming in – and I'm getting close to visibility of her. I can kind of, I, I, and she is making a ton of racket coming through the woods. You would think it's a freaking elk coming through. Yeah. And then this, I hear a very loud raspy gobble. Like I'm like, that's the bird. He he's not, I, I'm, he went from here to here to here. Like I, if you patterned where I'd been hearing those gobbles, I'm pretty sure it was the same bird that I had heard earlier that I thought was unachievable. So, so he's following the boss. He's following hen. the hen. Okay. So what I see her come in and she is beelining right to me uh, where <laughs> she heard that. And then right behind her is another hen that was almost silent the entire time. Oh wow! And and then I'm like, okay, there is a gobbler. He's going to come. There is no way two hens are coming to me and and. This gobbler's not coming with. 
She came right up where I wanted them to come from because I knew they they're always in that corner on the yeah. other side of the property, and I knew they were roosting on the creek. They're going to come back through here. It, in my mind, it was almost easier than the morning because if they see a hen, I'm going to be able to pull easier. The challenge is there's a steep hill up a, a, a little creek, and I mean barely a creek, okay? Um, so I, I wasn't sure. I was like, this is the easiest path. I'll set up up here above the easiest path up. She came right to it. She was so close. She was less than two yards away from me at one point and sitting in front of me, and I, I wouldn't blink. Like, I, my contacts were going to pop out because I was so afraid this bird was going to see me. And I, at that point, by the time she got up to me, I could see the tom had come. And so I stopped moving my eyes, though, to see what he's doing because she is so close. And they spook really easy mm-hmm. when they get that close. And so she came in behind a, a tree, and I had a few seconds to turn my head and see. And he is full out. Oh, fan. And yeah, he's got his fan out. He's spitting and drumming. And that other hen came up. She oh, came up the harder side to come up. And I, I, I got two hens up here. And I'm like, dude, there's no way this Tom is not going to come up here with four hens up this right. hill, right? She inspected those decoys. She went all around them. Very quiet. She got quiet at the last 20 yards, and so I shut up too. And and plus, uh, I've heard, and I just feel like it's stupid to call a bird when they can see that there's not one there. Right, yeah. right. Like you're asking to be busted. Yeah. And so I didn't call until she started going back down the hill, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And I called, and she kind of turned around and looked back up at him. She's like, uh-uh, this is my place. You still going to run your she, mouth? <laughs> did, well, she went down there and proceeded to fight with the other hen, and they oh. were purring and jumping up at each other, which <gasps> I've never gotten to see. It was really That's cool. Sick, it yeah. was really cool. Uh, the, the Tom, meanwhile, is just like doing his thing over there, letting everybody know he's, he's the bad boy. This was easily, I don't know if it would have been my biggest bird. I think, I think that was that one. Uh, it might've been the one downstairs. Uh, I think that one was a 24 and a half pound bird. It was like the biggest bird I've ever shot. This would have been close to that. His beard was ever bit of that thick. He was a freaking awesome bird. I would have been super happy with this bird. And so I'm starting to get really scared because I like, I'm freaking out a little bit. Uh, of the fact I'm like, this bird's going to get away from me. How far away was he? And he's at 50 yards. Okay. Um, He's across the property line. Uh, So I'm uh, waiting, I'm waiting on him to come into range. It finally gets to a point where I'm comfortable with the shot now. The problem is there is a window that is about two feet, because he's in this like archway of Mm -hmm. of these trees that Mm -hmm. have fallen together. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm like, I I want him to come on up, but the hens have already left. He's not coming any further. And so I'm like, I, I, I'm, I pulled out my rangefinder and I'm looking for sticks to see because I remembered Mike Larson <laughs> shot a tree last year. <laughs> you remember this video that he posted? Mm. Yeah. And I, I'd just been talking to him and it's like top of mind that I yeah. do not want to shoot brush. No. This is before the foliage had really come out though. And mm. so I'm, I'm like looking and I'm, it's at 40, 37 or 40 yards. I can't remember. And I decide. I pull it up and I'm like, uh, finger on the trigger. I'm like, man, you really should not shoot at th- shoot at this bird. Finger on the trigger. You really shouldn't shoot at this bird because it's like hard. I, I just had a feeling that something might be in the way because I I hadn't thought of shooting through this little archway. <sighs> I shot. He goes down and he pops up crooked <gasps> and takes off and flew away. Ah. But he was like flopping and it did not look pretty. And I I immediately start having like a mini heart attack because I have never lost an animal that I've shot. I do, and I, 
Like oh, no. the when I that deer I shot last year that I thought was gonna lose, like that yeah. you were sick to your stomach. And even though yeah, it's a turkey, it's not a deer, but still I don't want to shoot something and when it goes off and mm-hmm. dies in a hole. No. Yeah. And so to end this quickly, because I've already taken up half the show, uh, and Erica's got a good story. I walk out the creek, walking along the property line, looking for this bird. Mike's telling me he I've texted him, I'm like, dude, I'm an idiot. I screwed this up so bad. Um I, I'm telling him all the things and he's like, Look under things, it's gonna try to find something to get under and hide. And so I'm looking down the whole time, and uh, it was getting dark. So I, t- oh, I, and it's hot. It's very hot. I went and went to my car real quick to ditch my stuff because uh, I didn't want to lose it in the woods. You know how it is. Like you set a bag down, you may not ever find mm-hmm. it again. <laughs> yeah. So, so I go to my car real quick. I come back because by I'm, now it's nighttime. It's it's almost nighttime. Oh. I, I can see like uh, you know my Dogman video I made yeah. the other day or the Bigfoot video. I that was right after I. Oh, the next no. thing, because I'm uh, so you could see in that video how dark it was. Um, so I'm walking through, and I'm where that bird, where I stopped seeing it. It just mm-hmm. disappeared as if out of the sky, God picked it up and said, "You're coming home." <laughs> right? it's it's like, so it vanished. I'm like, "What? What the heck?" And so I'm walking under this tree, and then if you've ever heard turkey take off, it is the most terrifying yeah. sound that you didn't expect. It's yeah. Uh, it exploded out of a tree, and I watched it sell off straight as an arrow, as fine as I've ever seen a bird oh. fly. And so he was fine. Good. Well, I think kinda. I shot something. <laughs> well, no, it was good. I was very relieved. That's what? why I'm, that's I wanted him to be dead. Oh, well, <laughs> well he wasn't going to shoot it out of the you, air. I, would, I wouldn't have made it 10 days without telling you about a dead turkey. But, no, I don't. Uh, but he, he did fly away. And um, at that point, if I'd seen him, I would have probably thought he was wounded and shot him. I feel like that would have been the more ethical thing to do. Yeah. But he ended up flying away, and he was totally fine. And Mike's like, dude, those things have short memories. He'll be back. So that's my story. So have you wow. gone back out? I did. I, I did the. I executed the exact same game plan, except I tucked in even tighter to the corner of the property line because uh, I felt like the access was better. I had m- two hens come in, um, and they weren't as vocal. Uh, I feel like – might have been the same hens. It was a pair of hens walking around in that exact same roosting spot, uh, but they just weren't as vocal. The the gobblers weren't as vocal either. Yeah. Um, but I also had another like turkey techno type incident where there was just a ton of music. But this time they didn't seem to care. They were all still gobbling. They were still coming through, so mm-hmm. I didn't worry about it. Wow. I took up most of the show. There's 12 minutes left. I got this. Right. I'll go quickly. Let's go, Erica. Okay. So opening of turkey hunting day Wednesday. Dad and I take off work uh we have a plan right so i should say this is i can't believe i'm gonna tell this on like the air because everyone's gonna be like god you're the worst and i am i just shot a tree on on air oh well you just wait um so we take off we have a plan there's been turkeys in our field by my house and we're like we set up a blind there so we meet in the morning we go out we call we hear one gobble um pretty far away but people in the area have been like we haven't been hearing gobbles seeing them they're not gobbling for whatever reason so we spent about two hours calling and um no no reply but also like they could have been coming in and just not gobbling nothing happens and dad's like um let's go to this other property that we've turkey hunted on before and also um my dad deer hunts there and he has permission all this. And it's like a 400 acre farm. Right. So what we do when we generally go up there is we like drive around the perimeter. It's like crop, there's cow pastures, there's woods, hills, all kinds of things. We kind of drive around and we glass the property. Don't see anything. We're like, man, get out, call a little bit. 
nothing silent I'm like what the heck is going on like this is a big property to not have any kind of like noise right so one more time we're gonna like drive around drive around and all of a sudden about 200 yards away from the road we see eight turkeys in the middle of like a field mm-hmm. we're like uh they look small uh, i think they're hens it's gonna be about 30 40 minute like hike into it like slowly this is all we got let's do it so we get ready we go into the pasture the cows are like trying to stampede us and we're like you guys are gonna blow it like we're trying not to spook these turkeys over here barbed wire up these fences i'm like hot i've worn it was 40 some odd degrees that morning i have like layers of clothes on like this is a bad situation so we finally are in these woods and we're slowly slowly like encroaching approaching 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 these turkeys in this field and i can't really see them yet but i know like yeah i was encroaching um on these turkeys and finally like we're going down this hill and we're getting close to like the tree line in the field and i'm like "I, i see one over there like we're being very quiet moving very slow and dad's like stay here i'm gonna go like he's motioning i'm gonna go see if there's a beard Cool, got it. Because he's a he's been calling. He brought his gun in case we could get a double, but <laughs> you'll see how I messed that up. So he comes back and he's like, "I see a beard." And like I get, I always just get like all panicked, right? I'm like, "Oh god, oh god!" It's like my heart rate is like up here, adrenaline's pumping. I'm like sit down. I have a shooting stick because I can't like keep my gun up that long. Um, and so dad. So, like, we're kind of on this hill, and I'm about 10 yards from the tree line into the field. Dad's about 10 to 15 yards behind me, and he's, like, he starts calling. So, I'm sitting there. I can't really see. They're over this way, still about 100 yards. Um, I can't really see what's going on over there because there's, like, brush and trees over here. But in front of me and, like, to each side a little bit, clear. And then there's, like, some brush and trees over here so they come anywhere over here like i got it right so he's calling for like 10 or 15 minutes and like no response but like people said they weren't they weren't really calling back like this could be this could be the thing so finally i kind of see some movement coming from behind the bushes and there's one turkey okay there's eight turkeys and they're all all of them were coming they had turned around because they were going towards a property line that they were going to jump the fence They've now jumped the fence. They've come back, all eight turkeys. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Coming towards your dad? Coming towards, like, my dad's behind me, but they're just coming towards, like, the field. They're just walking this way. They weren't coming up. They're just walking this way. Like walking to in front of you. Yeah. They were going to pass in front of me, right? They're still about 70 yards out. There's four jakes and four hens. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, Okay, so there's, like, a um, sinkhole and a tree. And I'm like, if they come up this way in front of the tree, I'll have the shot, right? Well, they didn't. So they go behind the tree, and they're still too far, and they make their way in front of me. And I'm, like, stressing out. I always stress out about, like. Like further than 50 yards? Yes, 70, 80 yards still. So, like, I don't know. I have a really bad judgment on distance, and you'll see how that plays out. More than half a football field. Yes. Okay. So, like, they come around, and then I, like, I had the shooting stick because I was over here ready. And I'm like, I got to slowly, like, move to, like, all these eight turkey don't see me. Move. I sit down. Great. Okay. And then I'm like, they move even more. And so, like, I've got all these leaves underneath me, too. I'm just stressing out about making all this movement. 
they kind of go down to like eat and stuff like all eight of them and then I'm like okay anyways they go down like a ridge and I can't really see them anymore and there's trees and brush and whatnot so okay cool well dad's still calling and all of a sudden I hear him like tap on his slate call like ding ding like what is he doing and so I turn around and he's like points over to the left where the turkeys had come and I was like is he pointing to the left or is he trying to stay over to the right again? What was he talking about? Like that was all eight turkeys. There shouldn't be mm-hmm. anymore. And so I'm like, okay, crunch, 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 crunch. Like move my whole stick over this way. Cause apparently something's coming and he's calling and calling and I don't hear anything. Meanwhile, over to the right, they've started coming back and now they're closer. The Jakes and the hens, like when he calls, they're not really like, they kind of stop, but like, they're not mm-hmm. interested. They're just coming closer. I'm like, I need to make the move over back to this way again before they hit, like, behind the brush. So, crunch, 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 crunch. My God, I'm going to blow it. And, like, over here. And I'm waiting. They're coming closer. They're probably at, like, what I thought was, like, maybe 60 yards. I don't know. I thought they were getting close to, like, shooting range. Meanwhile, Dad hits the stick again. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I'm going to, and he's like, I'm like, what? So I'm like, now I'm going to blow these over here. I turn back around over here. And as soon as I do that, two of the biggest toms that my dad says he's ever seen with like 10 inch beards, they were coming. They didn't pass like the brush. They turned up into like a little one foot clearing of the brush and were coming straight for him. So instead of coming in like the area that I had to shoot them, they came up. And when I turned, they spotted me and just started cluck, 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 cluck. All this kind of like crazy, like warning, warning, warning. And they like run up into the field or like into the woods behind us, like making all this racket. Sounds like they're trying to kill each other. I'm like, oh my God, are you freaking kidding me? Like I have screwed this up so bad. But then I was like, you know what? I could take a Jake. I'm fine with this. So like turn over here. I'm afraid that they're going to run off because these two over here are still like, clucking and doing all kinds of I things right what pushed them yes that that's what my dad thought so yeah. too is like those jakes knew that those yeah. were there and they were like nope ain't yeah. touching that yep so they finally come are starting to come back and i think that they're like in range right but i also know this is my only day like i think they're coming in range these guys over here are about ready to spook it for everybody so i'm like this is it i take the shot put it up like iron sight bam nothing happens like i did not I did not hit this bird, okay? <laughs> um, later to find out that that was probably 55 yards. I thought it was closer than that. And then my dad's like, shoot again, shoot again, shoot again. And I'm like, I only put one shell in the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That, like that my that friends, is, is confidence right there. Like, 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 I don't know. I always do that. But weren't you why. saying it was for because you're a stickler about safety? Yeah, I just, like I don't know. Having I just more in the, in the chamber. Like David coming up to Goliath and saying, I'll just take the one step. Yeah, so <laughs> then I, I have like a step. shell in my like little strap here and the gun strap and I'm like, now I'm like shaking, yeah, right? Because like, this is also like a three and a half inch shell that I've just like blown my shoulder <laughs> off and I'm like, oh God, and Dad's like, shoot again. And I'm like, I don't have any shells, Dad. Like, we're just all screaming. The turkeys are all screaming. The turkeys back there are screaming. I take like another load out and like, and now now they're running but dad's still screaming to shoot i'm just like i don't know it's probably 80 yards now but i'm like oh, no. boom and like nothing happens again everything scatters there's a lot of noise i just put my gun down and uh i look back at dad and he's like 
well, that could have been more messed up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, how that ended. All, all the hens were like, run, Jake, she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I've learned uh, brush the leaves out of your area when you sit down yep. to help that crunch. And I might lose the shooting stick because it stressed me out. And fill up the magazine. The, well, that, that's, <laughs> that would be step one. But, you know, I have um, – I've gotten less worried about making noise like that after mm-hmm. hunting with Tony yep. because he does that intentionally. So if you're going to have to move, just make it sound like a turkey. I, if I have to move now, I'm scraping with Scratch. a stick or or even like doing some soft clucks uh, with a diaphragm while I'm doing it. I don't worry about it anymore. I don't think it matters as much. Those, t- I mean, if you ever you, – you heard them. They're so loud going through yeah. the woods. Like it's realism to layer in some calling if you have to move like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to do it when they're looking. I mean, right, right, right. That's right. the problem. But with with ten birds, like you always have eyes on you. That's yeah. a really hard situation. Yeah. yeah. My so. diaphragm calls coming with me into the deer woods so mm-hmm. that I can move a little more, make Ooh. a little more noise. I've been watching yeah. the deer this season because I've had them all over me the whole season, and they do not think th- anything of a turkey. I had that experience Saturday. A couple deer come running by, and I was just curious because everybody talks about that, and I like ripped off some calling. They they didn't even look up. I mean, they just went about their business so so we brought dan to this show just for for gun advice you know he sat here for 30 minutes just to be able to tell erica that she should have put more than one shell in here yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks dan thanks mark dan you can go ahead and leave thanks uh (laughs) thanks for your contributions here uh we've only got a minute left and um you know because again we're lazy and we don't like to restart the cameras and it makes editing harder (laughs) so uh i just want to remind people to go to senditslam.com we have uh archery slots that are starting to to move um, you get some buddies, come in, buy some tickets. You're going to get the concert. We have two of Kentucky's best breweries that have signed on to be the, the beer of Send Slam with Country Boy and West Six. We are starting to get, I think we've got five brands on board. Um, got a couple bigger brands we're talking to. Our whole team's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Senditslam.com. July 9th is the show. We've got Cole Chaney headlining with Wolfpin Branch, Justin Wells, a- Abby Hamilton, and then uh, Dave Shoemaker and Dalton Mills are playing. It's going to be awesome country music festival. And uh, log this show. We've got Erica Johnson, Braden Ware, Dan Hood, and Brad Luttrell. Thanks, guys.